Welcome to ThuneCast. This is James Robertson. I'm here with Christopher. Hello. And what we're going to talk about is probably the vampire side of the Dawnguard quest line. We've, uh, I don't know, how far have you gotten with that? Because I guess the first question. Um, well, I ran into a problem with, the, uh, with that side of the DLC. I got to join the vampires, became the lord, and uh, got on that first quest with the chalice and going to get blood. And I got into the cave. Everything was fine until I got into that cave, and I started having FPS errors. Uh, it was, like, really, really, really bad. Um, I, I couldn't see anything, and when the enemies, when the vampire thralls were coming at me, they were, like, jumping across the screen. It was like I was playing uh, Call of Duty online, and somebody was lag-switching on me, and I was... Oh, I was getting so frustrated. I got, I made it all the way through to the end door where there's the last loading screen, and it just sat there. I put the controller down, walked away, made some dinner, came back. It was 45 minutes, and it was still loading on the loading wow. screen. I think that's time to kill the that game and uh, go. I guess there's a game cache you can clear on the Xbox. Did you try that? Uh, no, that was my next step. That was what I uh, was facing uh, this morning, and oh, okay. I was like, oh, man. <sighs> so, um, I mean, I've got a few things I could talk about, but, uh, you know, go ahead. Well, I've, I've actually never seen that problem on the Xbox. I saw that on the PC. I, there was one time I did the Civil War quest on the PC where things just lagged out pretty much exactly like you were talking about in Whiterun. I could not do anything except finally get the attention of the machine to save and then quit and start over and things went back to normal but i've never seen that on the xbox i mean i've that's the sort of thing we hear about ps3 players running into actually is that's why so exactly. many of them are so upset is that they uh, they run into that problem and can't make progress in the game but I've, actually i guess here's a good question how many saves do you have sitting in that xbox for for this game uh, for this character, I probably have got about six, and I, and I learned early on. I was listening to podcasters talk and and everyone else saying, you know, keep keep your your saves down to anywhere between four and six. Yeah, not and, just for this character, just total on the Xbox for Skyrim. How many do you have? Uh, that is, I'm sorry for the, um, for that one. It's about six, you know, give or take with the quick saves and the autos. Um, I may have to go in there and delete those, but um, yeah, there's about six hard saves. Wow, okay, so that's that's probably not the problem. I noticed that I was having incredible difficulty with just saves taking forever when I had built up a lot. I know this happened to me in Fallout 3. I never cleaned those out, and it just, it just crashes like crazy on me now if I bring it up on the Xbox because I've got probably, oh God, probably two or three hundred, maybe more saves built up on that blasted thing. I never really kept track. Wow. Yeah, yeah you like you. that. Yeah, like you said too. This was uh, this was my first um, actual like hair pulling moment with uh, with Skyrim. You know, not cooperating the way it should. I've I've never had it do anything like this before, and I was just like, "What is going on?" I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna have to just like backtrack and reload, and because um, even when I would transform into the the vampire lord. Sometimes his uh, his uh, his powers wouldn't be in his hands. 
I mean, he'd be up in that stance. I'd hit the triggers and nothing would happen. I'd have to touch the ground first and then fly back up, and then his powers would be in his hand. So I don't know what was going on with my game there. Well, the powers are glitchy, I can tell you that. I've, I've done a lot of... Actually, I finished the vampire side of the quest, mm-hmm. and I've done the same kind of rampage thing with the vampire lord that I did with the werewolf in order to get the tree, and I think before I had to leave <coughs> my Xbox... I was halfway to the last perk, but it takes a long time. By the time you get to about halfway up the tree, and when you first start, you run across a guard, say a random guard or a random stormcloak or imperial soldier in a camp. I just started wandering the countryside and whacking everything I ran into. Mm-hmm. And the first few things you kill, they kill easy, and you just gain your perks. After a while, though, it takes forever to take just about anything but a wolf down. I mean, Things just do not die fast. It takes forever, and sometimes I have to go down to the ground and just use my claws, and then it's a difficult timing exercise because if you still have Serana with you, your companion that you have on this, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes she kills things before I ever get back into the air, so she's actually just way too efficient. Although, in terms of Dawnguard, we should probably point out that you get Serana regardless of who you side with. If you side with the Dawnguard... You know, as we've mentioned on the podcast, she comes over and visits you in the castle and decides to side with the Dawn Guard, even though she's a vampire. Yes. And if you side with a vampire, she sides with you. Although, you can kind of take that a couple of different ways. At the end, I think you pretty much, well, actually, you haven't finished, so maybe we shouldn't spoil the end. But at oh, the end, there's, okay. a, there's a decision you have to make at the end. And I'm, I know how it goes one way with the decision I made, but... Um, Ultimately, you can decide whether you want to uh, end the tyranny of the sun. I did that just to see what it looks like, and sure enough, it blots out the sun, and vampires can roam the earth freely any time of day or night. And for getting your vampire perks, that's pretty cool, but I don't really intend to carry that character forward. I was going to go back to my level 53 guy eventually in in a desperate attempt to spawn a legendary dragon. (sighs) Okay. Although I've heard weird things about that, apparently, and I... This is not verified. It's hard to find information online. I've browsed, I don't know, a bazillion sites looking for this. Everything I've read seems to indicate that they don't start spawning as a, as a normal thing until you hit level 78. Do you know why that is? And that's just the way they wrote it, apparently, unless the sites are wrong. Now, apparently they can spawn randomly anytime you're past 50, but... It's like, you know, when you go out and you're wandering, before you hit this DLC, if you went out and wandered as a level 50-something guy, sometimes you get a frost dragon, sometimes you get a dragon dragon, sometimes you get a legendary, sometimes you get an elder, sometimes you get an ancient. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't get the ancients and elders very often. You tend to get the others more often and blood dragons. Right. Apparently, once you're past 50 with the DLC loaded, you'll periodically see a legendary. I've yet to see one. I don't know what periodically means in this context, but... Everything I've read seems to say you have to hit level 78 before they become a normal spawn item, although the caveat I've seen is that everybody figures that they have to wait for this to hit PC so that people can go into the files and actually look, you know, because then they'll be able to look at the configuration files and figure it all out. It's also, much guesswork. it's also much guesswork right now that it's just on Xbox because you can't really go into the game and dig around like you can if it's on the PC. You can get people who know what they're doing, deconstruct the, uh, the data files, and take a look at what's going on. Right, okay. Yeah, but right now, that's the best information we have, and that's, that's I don't know, I mean, level 78, that, that sounds really hard to do. That is, and then it's, like, really close to the level cap, too. I mean, did they did they raise it at all? 
I, I haven't heard anything. That I don't know. I know the level cap was 81, and I know that just getting from level 50 to 53 took me forever. I mean, you go out and you find uh, you know somebody to train you up in skills that you haven't done much with. So I took to having somebody at the uh, the woman at the college Winterhold keep training me in restoration because I hadn't done anything with that with this character really. So I had. But I finally got to the point where I was a level 50 with that. Well, not level 50, you know, 50% on it. And it was starting to get expensive. So I stopped and had to go to something else like pickpocketing or some other godforsaken skill that I don't use ever. Now, because that's okay. what I do, visit the magicians that I don't use. Because I have a, a sword and shield guy is the guy I was playing at the level 53. And if you're okay, I'll just start rotating through all the magicians. Say, give me illusion training. Give me alteration training. There you go. Nice. But you don't get a lot of leveling out of that either. You know, you get a little bit of a hit, maybe a third of the way up, but then it's back to just the grind of uh, hammering things. I figured I was going to have to switch to using a two-handed weapon in order to level. I don't know. But to get back to the vampire side, we should mention one thing, is that there is a, a difference in the quest line when you start. In the Dawn Guard, you got, the first quest takes you to one location where you're in a vampire cave. Mm-hmm. And in the vampire side, you don't go to that same location. You go to a, basically a skooma den that's a front for a bunch of vampires feeding on the skooma addicts. Yep, and, and that's it's a different location. Yep, that's where I was glitching out. That's okay. the first place. Yeah, but that's I found that kind of cool that they gave you a different location because I was everything I had read, all the reviews made it sound like it was just two sides of the same coin. But at least that location differed between the two quest lines, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I was I was hoping that too, um, and then like you said too, it did turn out to be something different, and it wasn't the same. So it was that was nice. Now, admittedly, after you get past that, the rest of the quest line is very similar where you go through. Although I did have a very different experience with the um, with the snow elf dude when you go to the uh, when you go through the shrine way shrine thing, and you get to the end where you have to confront the uh, the snow elf dude. Yes. Now I was playing a, a, a sneak thief assassin type, and that character I actually had a much easier time going through the confrontation with that guy than I did with my straight up fighter. Mm-hmm. With straight up fighter, I just went through the room and tried to blitz everything, and I kept having to drink healing potions because even though I was pretty tough and wearing really good armor, they kept pounding me down. With wow. my sneaky character, I just went over in a corner, hid let Serana take the brunt of all the combat, and I just kept sniping with my bow, and not a single one of the, ice, uh, the uh, iced-up Falmer or other things in the room ever saw me. That's cool. That's well, very nice. But you have to figure that character, I had 100% sneak, and had taken every perk in the sneak tree. Oh, wow, and very every, good. Every single one. So basically, it, it, my, that character in, in this sense, with a bow, is like uh, Boone always says he in, is in Fallout New Vegas. Uh, she's the last thing you never see. Yep. <laughs> you know, she just stood in a corner, and everything that came out, it, it wandered around the room. My things walked right up to me, and they still didn't see me. I kept pounding them in the face with arrows, and they didn't see me. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun. But at the end of that fight, I had to pursue the, uh, the arch curate who's become a vampire out onto a balcony. And there's a little chat he has with you at that point. And I don't recall following him out onto the balcony on the Dawn Guard side. Maybe I did. I, I just don't remember it well enough. But, um, again, I after the confrontation, I just went straight back into sneaking with Drew until he couldn't see me. And I let Serana do the close-up combat with him. And I just sniped with arrows. And bam, dead. Much easier time than I had with the Dawn Guard dude because, again, I, I went straight at him. 
And with the sneak character, I just stood back and calmly sniped with my bow. Very nice. Yeah, it's kind Very of interesting. Nice. It's, as long as you don't get seen with a sneaky type in light armor, and, it, and I took every perk in the light armor tree, too, so <laughs> my light armor doesn't count for any weight and is completely muffled, so I make no noise whether I'm running or not. And since wow. I took everything in the sneak tree, I don't have to worry about any traps because I never set any of them off. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of cool stuff about that. If you, don't, if you aren't seen, that kind of character is awesome, but as soon as they see you, you're a dead man. Because in light armor, it's, you know, with these leveled up monsters and creatures, one or two hits and you're just toast. So you have to be in sneak every single second, all the time, and make sure you're never seen. And that's really the way to play it. Well, that's that's good good advice anyways. Well, it's, it's what you want to do if you're playing a sneaky character. If you're in light armor, I mean, I've taken characters that were heavy armor specialists and taken them through the Thieves Guild quest line and started leveling them up in sneak. And even if you have lots and lots of health points in light armor, you start getting hit by one of the bigger dragons. You just, you're toast almost immediately. You just want to try desperately to not be seen if you're wearing light armor. Right. Right. So I guess I can't really ask you much about this since you glitched out in the, in the quest line, but uh, <laughs> I, I will mention that there are just, uh, I, I won't go into too much more detail on the actual quest line itself. I mean, you follow the same path you do in Dawnguard. It's just you have a completely different operating agenda. You know, you go to see Serana's mother in the in Soul Cairn. Although, since you become a vampire, you don't have the whole problem of having to become a vampire to give up half your soul. Mm-hmm. You choose chose to be a vampire, so that's already done. Uh, although Serana's mother mocks you when you get down there as some half blooded vampire, and why should I listen to you? So, you know, I'm oh. real tempted to kill her. Jeez! Oh, so she mocks you as a as a dawn guard, and then as a vampire too. You just can't win with this woman. <laughs> no, no. I, but since I was playing an evil character, I was really tempted just to whack her then and there. But figured, nah, Serrano will probably be upset if I do that. So that'd be kind of an interesting thing. I wonder if she's unkillable. She probably is. She's probably counted as as critical. Anyway, so I was torqued about that. But since I was playing a vampire, I didn't have to give up my soul or anything. You just go down, you do your business, and you come back out. And again, it was so much easier killing all the skeleton things in there because none of them ever saw me coming. <laughs> wow. And this time, because I knew that the soul husk thing was pretty pointless, I didn't even bother collecting them. So I just left all those things on the ground and just walked up, did, did what I needed to do, and got out. Um, but you come out, and again, as you go towards the end of the quest line, it drives you towards a confrontation with Harkon. So in a sense, it, did you play Dragon Age 2? No, I never did. Okay, well, then I won't get into the nasty argument that I have with Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, at the end of that game, you end up having the same boss fight, whether you did... There are a couple of different decision points you can make in Dragon Age 2 at the very end, but no matter which decision point you make, there's a single boss fight that you're going to have. And Dawn Guard's the same way. At the end, you're going to have the boss fight against Harkon. Uh, At least it looks that way. Maybe maybe there's a way out of it if you have high speech. I don't know. I mean, Bethesda is pretty good about giving you options. Best I could tell, though, at the end, you're going to confront Harkon. If you're Dawnguard, of course, you want to kill him. If you're the Vampire Lord guy, though, like I was playing in this, it's that Saronic really wants to drive you to get rid of Harkon because he'll do the wrong thing, and she wants you to be the person making the decision instead of him. Yeah, that's what I thought, um, just already starting it. When I started it, I was just wondering, you know, because everybody's, um, everybody in his uh, following is, you know, out for the throne. And I was just like, hmm, 
I wonder if that's what they're going to have me do, is try to take the throne from him. Oh, yeah, and actually, that's kind of interesting. Along the way, in some of the quests I took, there were points where I got attacked by Volakir vampires, even though I was theoretically on their side, because on the Dawnguard side, well, they're all kind of gruff. They're mm-hmm. all on the same side, and they're all completely on the same side. They don't all like each other very much, necessarily. But they don't go <laughs> yeah. to war with each other. The vampires, though, they are completely factionalized. You know, they'll send they'll send assassins out to kill you because they figure you're on the wrong side. You're siding with Harkon. We want to get rid of you so that we can take them on. There's a whole set of faction things going on, and I expect there are side quests that I didn't really do anything with. I expect there are side quests that involve more of that. Hmm. Okay, maybe I should dig into that once I get this uh, glitch taken care of. Well, I think there's probably value in wandering around the castle, just like there is in Dawn, over on the Dawnguard side. You pick up a bunch of side quests if you wander around the uh, the Dawnguard castle and find books and things. There are things, there are quests that you pick up. Mm-hmm. And I expect over on the vampire side, and again, I kind of rushed my way through it, so I didn't actually see any of those side quests to speak of. You can. Um, I'm sure there are side quests you can pick up. I, I will mention one. If you um, if you recall when you join the companions and you get the Glenmoral witches' heads, you can take those to the place where you free um, oh god Codlock from from the from the uh, werewolf curse. Mm-hmm. If you want, you can toss another head in the fire and free yourself. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could probably free. I can't remember whether it's Farkas or Vilkas. One of the two of them wants to be freed, and I think you can free them too. But you can choose to not be a werewolf anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a quest that comes up in this. If you've chosen the vampire side, there's a quest that lights up if you find the right stuff, uh, talk to the right people. And you can go visit a guy in Morthal who will tell you, yeah, 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 I know everything about vampires. I know what you are. And if you want to get rid of the vampire curse, you can go fetch these things for me and I'll go cure you. So apparently, you can cure yourself of vampirism and stop being the the vampire lord if that's what you want to do so you could go through this whole quest line on the vampire side kill harkon and then undo do the whole thing and never kill the sun oh okay although austin mentioned to me you couldn't be on the podcast tonight but austin mentioned to me in the uh in the group chat we have set up even if you do that the dawn guard still thinks of you as a bad guy and periodically you'll have dawn guard chasing you around i suppose yeah because, you know, they count you as a member of that faction. It makes perfect sense just because you yeah. gave it up. They don't know you gave it up. As far as they can tell, you're still a bad guy. Yeah. And that's the other thing with playing the vampire side. You periodically get the assassins from the various factions on inside the vampire side. And you still have all the Dawnguard guys coming after you. Although, if you play as the vampire lord, they do provide good fodder for uh, for eating. Yeah. <laughs> and when you go on that rampage thing that I talked about, and I should, there's one other thing about being the vampire, and you probably ran into this at least a little bit because you did it, is unlike the werewolf, when you turn into a werewolf, you can do that once a day. And then once you transition, you have to wait 24 hours before you can use that power again. Mm-hmm. With the vampire, it's not like that. You can go back and forth and back and forth as many times as you want, although... Going back and forth in combat is something I wouldn't advise because the animation takes so long and you're vulnerable to being hit while you're doing it. But if you were in some tough combat and you wanted to transition back to being a regular person so you could pull out your bow of death or something like that, yep. you could well get cacked before that ever happened. Yeah, and uh, before, you know, in the cave too, that I, or yeah, the, the skooma cave that I was in, Every time I transitioned, whether it was into the Lord or out from the Lord, it, it seemed to have uh, 
gotten longer and longer of a transition. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually, I think that might have been related to your glitch, but it, it is a long transition. Probably. And like the werewolf, it's a third-party <clears throat> thing instead of a third-person thing instead of a first-person thing, so your viewpoint is kind of screwy. Like the werewolf thing, there are doors you don't fit through. And mm -hmm. pretty much if you're going on the rampage thing, like I mentioned, you have to be willing to deal with the fact that unless you want to do the transition back and forth, you're not looting anything as you go along because, well, as the vampire, you can interact pretty much with doors and chains, and that's it. You can't really open chests or do anything else. Yeah, I found that kind of silly. I wish they would have fixed that or, or done something with that. Yeah, it seems like the, I think what they ran into here, and I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I, it feels to me like this is an engine limitation of some kind that they ran into where they couldn't give you all of this stuff as a first-person player. I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but it really feels in some ways like this was some kind of engine limitation that they were working with. Mm, okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just that that's how they decided to do it to limit you. But in any case, it's it is quite limiting. And right, I, I, I you know the vampire thing really the probably the coolest thing about it is the ability to turn into a flock of bats and transition yourself across a room, which I did find to be quite useful when I was low on health and wanted to get the hell away from whatever was beating on me. Yeah, because that is very useful that way. You can go clear across the room, and then maybe you have time to actually turn back into your normal form and take a health potion. That's what I was doing in the uh, Skuma Cave. I kept doing that, and it seemed like it was making my uh, glitching a little worse, but it, at least it got me away from uh, all that damage and them running around me, and I couldn't even, <laughs> couldn't even hit them. <laughs> well, you probably hadn't gotten very powerful. The, the, the Vampire Lord stuff, what you really want is you, just like um, any of the other trees, there are the five perks you want to take right at the bottom, you know, to get yourself up to the highest low level with any given skill. Now, there's not five for the werewolf or vampire, but you really want to take the first one because it gives you, I think for the vampire, it gives you more, it gives you certainly more health and more magicka. So suddenly, instead of being a wimpy vampire, you're a pretty tough vampire. So you want to take that first one before you do a whole lot of rampaging as a vampire. Oh, I should mention one other thing, too. This is a real difference that I found much more convenient if you're, if you're as I mentioned over in the, uh, in the Facebook group, I tend to be something of an achievement whore. So the whole reason that I was doing this rampage was to get the achievement. And the one thing that's kind of cool about the, were the vampire thing as opposed to the werewolf is with the werewolf, it's a good ways up the tree before you can kill animals that you happen to run across and get any benefit out of it. Yeah. With the vampire, if you're roaming the land and a wolf, uh, a pack of wolves shows up, you kill them. It actually helps you move up levels. So you can kill. One thing I was doing when I got lazy and decided I don't want to fight anything challenging is I went way the hell up in the north and started killing every horker I ran across. Huh, nice. <laughs> well, you know, it was a cheap way to get myself up towards that achievement. So I don't know how much courage that showed, but it certainly seemed to be make, you know, getting me towards my goal. <laughs> right, right. I saw that too. It, it looked like it was uh, like one, two, maybe three perks up on the left side, so that, that you could do it. Yeah, on the werewolf side, it's three perks up on one side before you can kill animals. But on the vampire, it's right from the beginning. You can kill anything, and it gives you benefits. Yep, <clears throat> just less than humans, but still, it's something. Mm -hmm. So definitely I that it useful. Was. So I, heck, I was out. I was killing bunny rabbits after a while. If it crossed my path, I whacked it. <laughs> Stay out of my way. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I, I, anything I came across, Imperial Camp, Stormcloak Camp, uh, Bandit Camp, uh, I just killed everything I ran across. 
<laughs> so it was a vampire rage as opposed to the beastly rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I can't really ask you for a whole lot of impressions since you got glitched out. So your impressions are probably more negative than mine. Well, they're they're still pretty. You know, I mean, they're still pretty hopeful. Uh, I guess I would say they're. Um, I like what they did, you know, they added a whole new story and everything for it and two different sides you could play and, um, you know, aside from the glitch that I, that I came across, I'm still willing to, you know, give it a shot and, and muster through it and see what I can do. But I think it's, uh, once again, still worth the, still worth the 20, uh, yeah, the $20 that it, that it cost. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm tempted to say it's probably should have been priced less, but being that I'll pay for it again when it comes out for PC, that's probably kind of a hollow statement on my part. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, I think that probably wraps it up for us tonight. With you having not gotten much further, there's probably not a lot we can say about that. So I think I'll just take us out. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, well as, as the Xbox goes, uh, maybe it's masquerading. In, maybe Sony got a hold of it and it's masquerading in PS3. I don't know. Oh, no. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, missed an episode. Need to subscribe to the iTunes feed? Want to join the Facebook group? Want to follow us on Twitter? Or join our Steam group? Find all of these links and more at www.jarober.com slash Thumcast. That's T-H-U-U-M-C-A-S-T. And that's a wrap. Bye, guys. Bye.